Here we go, staycurious.org, podcast number, episode 10, round two. Here we go again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the man on the mic. My name is Hakey. I am going to be the host of this show for the foreseeable future, unless any of you listeners out here want to relocate to the lovely city of Cleveland, Ohio, and help me do this co-podcast host, if you will. Uh, You'll have to be doing it for free by the way. Anyways, moving forward, uh, intro- introductory music by Mr. Gnome again. Uh, Mr. Gnome is a local Cleveland uh, rock, rock duo, a married couple, longtime friends of mine, very creative and inspirational people, uh, and they just came out with a new double EP album called The Day You Flew Away. That intro track was called The Moon, and that's my favorite track on the new album so far. So if you get a chance, check them out. They'll be in the blog post, in the podcast post, mrnomusic.com. Show some love to some Cleveland artists and buy some swag of theirs. They got some really interesting, you know, T-shirts and and paraphernalia and apparel, if you will. Not paraphernalia. And uh, anyways, they're, they're very, very good at what they do. They're a two-piece, and they make a lot of fucking noise. So give it up to Mr. Gnome. When you get a chance. As we said, this is 2.0. Here we go again. My guest today is longtime friend, big time scholastic man of mine, man friend of mine, Al Miller. Hello, Al. How you doing, Hakey? One more time. How you doing, Hakey? I'm all right, all right. Here we go, 2.0. How we're going to talk a little bit better this time. It's good to be a part of Stay Curious. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, to the listeners uh, for turn, turning it, tuning in right now, this is uh, episode 2.0 of this recording, episode 10.20. We had a little bit of technical difficulties um, getting our audio and, and our sound dialed in, but I think we got it down. You, you, you feel comfortable? Sounds a little better. It does. There you go. That's how you hold the mic and speak into it, like you got a pair. Good job. <laughs> So here we are, Al Miller. Um, where do we go? Do we want to talk Project Falcor? Do we want to talk the San Diego chapter of where we and I, you and I, kind of reconnected and, and started our, our 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 journey and chapters? Or where do you want to go in this? We'll start at the beginning. Okay, okay. Tell us a bit about yourself. You are uh, Ohio, Youngstown, born and raised. Continue. Met you at Kent. Okay. Uh, Spent six years there, and, a little more than the usual people. Yeah, and would you would you uh, you got a dual master's in uh, architecture and business? Interesting. Look at you, scholastic boy. Well, they tell me having two masters is like having three socks. You know, never use all of them at once. Interesting. That's a good analogy. Uh, I will have to borrow that and make a meme out of that. Um, so yeah, so you got uh, done with Kent. You graduated, I think we graduated around the same time, or I was a year before you or after you, but nonetheless, we moved, I was in Houston at the time, while you moved into San Diego, correct? It was at the same, simultaneously, we kind of like departed Ohio around the same time? Exactly. Okay. 
And how, what, tell us, uh, tell the listener here, what brought you to San Diego? Well, that was the weather. Uh, San Diego and Youngstown have the opposite days of sun per year. It's 52 days of sun in San Diego and Youngstown, 52 days of clouds in San Diego. Uh-huh. And that was real easy math for me. So I chose to live in better weather. Of course, <laughs> of course. And then what, what were you doing out there? Uh, building skyscrapers. Okay. Uh, some affordable housing. Made my heart feel good. Okay. So you had that philanthropy component of uh, kind of build, building uh Huge buildings. I think it was a Hilton Convention Center that you were part of, right? I got to do a little bit on that. Yeah, you were. Uh, your firm was uh, on the Hilton Convention Center. What? The, what was that hotel? Hotel uh, Indigo. Interesting. And who who did that? Do you remember? Like, the, I know it was JWEA. JWDA was the designer or the architect. But um, what hotel group was it? Uh, Intercontinental. Okay. Okay. Do you miss it? A little bit sometimes. I like doing architecture for myself. Yeah. I don't want to sit in front of a computer. Uh, for 60 hours a week for someone else, I'll do it for myself. Of course. Of that's course. different. Of course. So we're going to kind of go through the the quick version of San Diego, and we'll have, maybe have to do another podcast for our shenanigans that we got into uh, out there uh, with, with you and I and our, our group of, of buddies out there. But, you know, when you, you were an architect for almost a decade, uh, worked for a very reputable firm, and you ended up, leaving getting burned out disenchanted whatever you want to call it and then and then where'd you go i went to south america i went to chile taught english for about five years uh i just wanted to get away from the office routine i wanted a different kind of life where different things happened on every day not the same thing every day and you were you ended up teaching english and then when you left after five years uh you were a echo what was it again, the it was, title? Uh, it was Ecotourism was the school that I was teaching in. I was teaching English for it. Okay. Uh, but through that, I rediscovered how much I wanted to be uh, a part of the ocean, have that be a part of my life. Uh, moving to San Diego, that was a big part of it too, having the Pacific right there. So you found, uh, you kind of uh, uncovered an, uh, another layer of to pat your, one of your passions of being by the water, on the water. Exactly. Interesting. And so this is the part. This is the main point. Uh, the main kind of nugget of this podcast is, you know, we all have a history uh, going to college, living somewhere, moving somewhere, and it, you know, great, great storytelling. But Project Falcor is where you are right now, and focusing on a lot of your energy. Tell us what the fuck is Project Falcor? Because your website isn't up and running yet. Tell us what it is, because I'm excited for this. <laughs> uh, I decided that I wanted to live a simpler life, more connected to nature, more connected to the ocean. Uh, so I bought uh, a classic boat, 1977, uh, built for blue water, so it's built to go anywhere. Uh, I love traveling, but I hate flying right now. Uh, they've taken all the fun out of it over the last 20 years. And I want to be able to travel with my house. Everywhere I go, I want to be at home. Actually live the lifestyle there rather than just be a tourist. And living on the boat gives me an opportunity to be a part of the communities that I go to. I want to work there, teach scuba diving, save up money, do a season sailing, and then do the same thing again. So Project Falcor is your boat. It's your vessel. 
Well, it's the, it's not just the vessel. It's uh, I want a revolving door of crew. I want to share this with people. I want people to be able to take time off of their lives who can take a month and come sailing, see what their life's about, and then go back. Uh, just share that with different friends, different people who want to experience it. Mm-hmm. Looking for a different lifestyle, want to try it out. Absolutely. So uh, it, it's a, it sounds like an open door, an open source project, if you will. Like you're doing it to make a livelihood for yourself, but also potentially monetize it and kind of sustain yourself and, and, and share it with other people. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's a great, great passions to share. But so Falcor is the name of the boat. What's the imp- inspiration behind that? Well, it's the never-ending story. Falcor's my luck dragon. It's going to take me all around the world. Hopefully, we're going to stay in the tropics where it's nice and warm. We'll get to the cold a little bit, but... No Arctic explorations? No Arctic. (laughs) No Arctic. If you wanted that, you could stay in Youngstown or Cleveland. No icebergs. No icebergs. So where where is um, Project Falcor? Falcor is a sea vessel, SV Falcor, is currently... Um, where in Morocco? You said last time uh, in the Canary Islands. Okay, just so you, off of Morocco. So yeah, give us a little quick recap. How how did you get to the Canary Islands, and how how was that stay? Well, uh, I finally found the perfect boat. Only problem was it was in Portugal. So I moved to Portugal, and uh, worked for about three months with a friend. Got the boat back in sailing form. And we uh, we left Portugal, crossed the Straits of Gibraltar, and went down to Morocco. Stayed in Agadir. Uh, Rabat was closed. The waves were too big. Our two-day sail turned into four. <laughs> but uh, Agadir was great. The people were super friendly. We spent about a week there and then uh, headed out for the ocean and ended up in the Canaries. Uh, quarantine happened. Just as we were leaving, we thought we would spend that time at sea. We were told two weeks. <laughs> so you ended up spending all of quarantine, like the first, what, like how many days on, on, on your boat? Uh, 70 days. You spent 70 days on a 40-foot boat? On the anchor. On the anchor. And and explain to the, non, the non-sailors out there what on the anchor means. Uh, we had the anchor on the seafloor. We were in a cove, and we sat there. Whether the waves are big or not, <laughs> we didn't move for 70 days. You didn't move for 70 days. Well, we went around the cove a little bit, but we never left the area. So how, how I mean, I got tons of questions for you now. Um, but going back to 70 days on the anchor, I mean, did you go on, on that 70 days that you were on your boat? Did you get on land at all? How many days did you make it to land? How did you get supplies? I mean, how the hell... Do you get quarantined on a boat and make it? Well, about a month in, uh, the Spanish government came up with uh, permission for us to go into the port and we could buy groceries and then go back to the boat. Uh, But that was it until uh, I was the first boat that came out of the water. So we got lucky being 70 days. Interesting. Interesting. So you 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 spent seventy days on the on the anchor, and then you kind of get the permission. The government kind of gives you permission to dock your boat or or put it on land, store it if you will, and 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 that puts you in back in the states. When was that? Like in June? Yes. Yeah, June. 
Okay. And, and, and so what's the status now with your, with project Falcor? Where, where are you right now? I know you've been working on your website a little bit and you're kind of trying to get your dual, you know, is it dual citizenship or? Yeah. Trying to get dual citizenship with Italy. Having an EU passport would be huge. That and do you have to relinquish your U.S. passport? No, no. So you can have both. I'll always be an American. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so tell us. So give a, give us a run through. Kind of give us an update of where you're at right now. What what does 2021 have for you and and, and Project Falcor? Well, right now, uh, it's not just the international traveling, but also the supply chains are really thin, and getting all the materials and the parts that we need to get the boat ready would be difficult uh, hopefully this summer international travels open and we can get the parts for the boat and then in the fall uh 2021 we would head out to cross and you're you're when you talk about um the supply chains my understanding is that where you are in the canary islands or just where you are where the, where your boat is you kind of are limited with, you know, kind of uh, the equipment that you need to do the repairs. Does Amazon not deliver? Uh, Amazon does deliver to Spain, but there's a lot of tariffs with that. Okay. Uh, and getting to the islands takes, it's not the two-day prime shipping. Yeah. Uh, but one one island over from where we are uh, is where the big group of boats leaves from to cross the ocean. So there's plenty of stores there it's just that the stores don't have anything got it got it that's happening here in the u.s too is that is that due to the pandemic or is that just due to the online you know kind of e-commerce boom and every you know it it, it costs a lot of money to store all that stuff on shelves these stores were full before the pandemic uh the only time that you find them empty is right after the race leaves when everybody's picked through them Ah, but the week after that, they're full again. Interesting, interesting. So you you go back this summer. You're going to go back to uh, get the boat into the water at the end of summertime. Spend a few months getting it back into shape, and then you are hoping to make the transatlantic sail across the Atlantic Ocean in Falcor in what December? December, early December. Holy shit! I'd like to do Christmas in. Uh, in the in the Caribbean, you know you're crazy. <laughs> you know you're crazy. My mother has told me this. She <laughs> looks at you and she's like, "What the hell is Al thinking?" And that's been. She's a good judge of character. Yes, Bill Burwell, <laughs> Lieutenant Bill Burwell, Coast Guard pilot. He's asking, "What the hell are you doing?" And he he's been doing that shit forever. Oh, Bill would hop on. Well, yeah, Bill would do a lot of things. Um, but so you, you make it, uh, you make the journey, like, do you have, have you plotted the, the journey out? Like, I mean, how much preparation and planning do you have to do for this transatlantic, you know, crossing, if you will? Uh, lots, but most of it happens, uh, with the weather forecasting and everything. I know where we're going, but you have to recheck everything with the weather at the last minute. So we have a, we have a sail plan, but we don't know when exactly we're leaving until the time comes okay it's kind of like a like a uh, just a ballpark you're ballparking it yep now does how, how how big of the impact does the weather play on your planning i mean huge I, huge huge and, and and does it the weather change that quickly i would assume i mean it's you're dealing on the ocean like there's no way that you're going to get like a, a a news update saying severe weather you know in 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 24 hours i would imagine you've seen the weather turn pretty quickly 
Well, they actually do do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> they do send out weather updates uh, on a nav text. Uh, but we'll plan to leave at a good time, and we'll plan for that week. But after that, we don't know where we'll be anyway. And at that point, you're just looking for luck and doing the best you can. Wow. And so you get, you're going to make your way across the Atlantic. That Like, I love how we're saying that, like, as if it's just like crossing the fucking bridge right here. Like, just going to stroll across the Atlantic in a 40-foot boat. It's you just and, like, a pond. Just a pond. Just a tiny little drop of water. Um, so you're, you're going to be making this transatlantic sail. Is that, the, is that the right word? Yep. Sailing sailing across the Atlantic. You're going to be here, I think what you said earlier, you want to be back north of Carolina, north of North Carolina by May of next year of 2022. That's it. And then, I mean, are, do you have plans to kind of get back to San Diego? Do you want to come back into Cleveland? I mean, like you said, you have a mobile mobile home, if you will, but it's a boat. Uh, what, what, what other kind of like long-term plans in the next year or two do you, do you, where do you want to go? Where do you want to see? Well, I'd, I'd love to get to Cleveland with it. Um, come down the St. Lawrence waterway, come into the Great Lakes, see everybody here and then head out before it gets winter again, because this cold is not okay. Now, does it, do you have to, uh, winterize your boat? Like if you were to come up here, like, is there a different, you know, can can you sail that boat? You said it's blue water ready. Can you bring that through the the Lawrence St. Lawrence Strait and and kind of come here, or do you have to modify your boat to to kind of get into the Great Lakes and you know that that path? Uh, we do have to take the masts off. Okay. Uh, to get under the bridges, but once we're in Lake Erie, we can put them back up and sail. Okay. Now, how how difficult is it? I mean, you know, this goes back to, you know we've talked about we've known each other for a very long time you're one of my favorite friends to talk to your your mind is very active you're scholastically accomplished you have professionally accomplished a lot and said that's not enough and you found new passions and continue to act on them and develop them that's again one of the you know role models if you will for my personal life but also this project now me tinkering around on this website and podcast a little bit easier uh i might not die i mean i could but you know, you're doing some major shit here. So you're taking this passion that you have for the water, the, for learning, and you're literally putting your life at stake, at stake here. I mean, how how do you balance that? Because you have a very kind of like easy, simple demeanor about it. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to sail across the Atlantic. Well, the, you and I both know there's a lot more work that goes into that. I mean, we can't even go through a fucking website editing, you know, on a WordPress without kind of like stumbling across something. So I'd imagine something what what you're doing. I mean, how how do how do you balance that? How do you kind of look at this objectively and like tell me tell me more about that process. You're passionate about sailing, teaching, but I mean, there's more to, to, to survival than just having a passion of staying alive. Well, sure. Uh, so to me, it's about, do you want to have a lot of experiences in life or a lot of things? And I want to collect a lot of different experiences. And this way of doing that comes with some risk, but they all do. Yeah. You're uh, right. Flying across the ocean isn't 100% safe. So you, your home isn't 100% safe. So I've decided that these experiences are worth the, worth the risk. Yeah. 
So just again, you got to speak. Make sure you're getting a little bit closer. But so it sounds like you, you literally. I mean, this goes up, shares up. You know, we talked about this last time about the the podcast about like finding your passion. You found a passion, but you're smart enough to know that just finding a passion, having a passion for the water or sailing, isn't enough. You have to act on it, and more importantly, develop that passion. I mean, because this is legitimately meaning like you have to survive. Like that's where this development of the passion, it's not just the passion that you have for the water is going to do the lion's share of keeping you alive. You have to legitimately, you're, you're, you're learning maritime law, learning how to operate a boat, learning how to cook and survive, you know, like, I mean, just water, for example. I mean, tell how, how, how do you get enough water on your boat? Well, we have uh, a thousand liters of tankage. How long does a thousand liters typically last on a normal consumption? About two weeks, three weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, that is. We also th- have a a lot of jugs of water that we go through first. Uh, but if we're not washing dish, if we're washing dishes in salt water, washing clothes in salt water, it's about two to three weeks. Okay. Okay. So we'll have a week extra by the time that we put all the jugs of water on. Interesting. Interesting. Now, is it, you know, where you are right now with Project Falcor, um, you know, what, what is your, you know, I guess, give me one or two goals for the end of the year between your website and kind of everything that's on the table. Obviously, there's a lot that you cannot control, but like what, what, what are your like top two goals to get done this, this year in 2021? Well, number one is to start is to return to living on the boat full time, no matter where it is. Number two is to get it into U.S. waters. So, the, yeah, two, those are the two. On the boat, U.S. waters. By end of 20, by this year, that's the goal. Very good, very good. What do your parents think about this? They're as supportive as they can be. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're parents, so I'm sure they're scared and happy at the same time. But they're as supportive as they can be. I bet they are. Yeah, as as any parents can as be. As any parents can be, yeah, yeah. What about your sister? Same. Yeah. Has anyone who has anybody kind of just called you out? And been t- besides Mama T, like just called called you out, just straight nuts. I mean, oh, lots. Yeah, lots. Wh- 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 who? Uh, I went to a high school reunion uh, two days before I left for Portugal. Okay. And uh, I have a friend from high school who uh, thought that the only reason why he was there was to walk up to people and say, "Hey, has Al told you what he's up to?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was that gb uh, uh, anwar anwar yeah he would be doing that <laughs> you need to get his ass on the boat you, how, how do you think he would do uh good for a day he would be he would, he, he wants to see you docked in the cleveland in the flats <laughs> that's right up, up tied up to shooters that's funny that's funny um so w- w- oh shit with with this is your intention, you know, with this passion on the boat and like that you have, I mean, do you, do you see this being like just what you want to do for the remainder? Like, is this a five-year plan or do you see yourself wanting to just like, Hey, I live on a boat and you know, you talk about teaching scuba diving lessons. You talk about, um, you know, all these other ways to, uh, you know, make a living. I mean, is is this it, or is this kind of like a a, a, a short term chapter um, that you are going to like, you know, piggyback and parlay into something else? I'd like to do it until I can't do it anymore. Uh, I don't think it's something you can do when you're uh, extremely old, but 
there's sailors out there by themselves right now in their 70s, in their 80s. Still doing it. Still doing it. That's the goal. That's the goal. Well, I tell you, when you get back here, uh, I'd like to hop on. I, I have no problems doing it. I just can't get over that uh, that two-week journey across the Atlantic. I, I, I don't know if I'm man enough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, like, ready for that yet. I mean, I, I, we have some time. Maybe I'll, uh, if this uh, podcast bottoms out, maybe I'll start just watching YouTube videos. Uh, I'll get you when it's time for the Pacific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be cool. Or when you go back to San Diego. The boat life does appeal to me. I just don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about, like, retrofitting a van or, like, getting, like, a, a Tacoma and, like, doing, like, a, some sort of camping thing this year. Kind of retconning. Not retconning. Just getting rid of all, you know here and just be doing the van life for the year. I mean, that's really something that's I'm I've read about. I've looked at a lot about it, kind of looked at the cost and it's like, I could do it. It could be fun. And, you know, kind of doing it like a, the land version of what you're doing. But yeah, that's, it's, it's up there. I mean, it, it takes a lot of work though. I mean, it's none of this stuff that you see uh, working for yourself, doing all these passion projects. They're not, they're not easy. Are they? They're not, they say uh, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. No. No, no, no sunshine. A lot of pops here. Um, other than that, Al, what else you got? I mean, you got we coming up on twenty five minutes here, and uh, what what else do you want to talk about before you we we vamanos and see how this recording went? Nothing. I just want to say uh, thanks for the opportunity to be a part of Stay Curious. It's good to finally get on one of these. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. You gonna come back on? Absolutely. We got to get the uh, we got to get the ways to find ways to do the, do it do it remotely with the zoom calls or right now it's just audio. I don't want to deal with videos it, you know, this is the part that I'm learning with this podcast is that the audio is a lot easier to manage. You know, when you do a video, you got to have production, you got to have something that looks visually appealing versus just, you know, this kind of rudimentary setup that we have, even though this is a great view, you know, having a, a fixed camera, this comes back, you know, the, the podcast is being recorded in MP is in a wave file. Then I got to transfer to MP3 if I put it on YouTube, it's an MP4. It's just too much work. So right now it's audio only. So apologies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for just uh, if you're not a good listener, um, the idea of this podcast is to help you get better at active listening uh, versus just staring at a screen and listening. So we, we, we might get to some video podcasting later, but for now it's going to stick to the audio. But Al, thank you for coming by. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next and reading your blog. Absolutely. Uh, ladies Project and Falcor. Project Falcor, yes. That's the uh, simple little plug, www.projectfalcor, F-A-L-K-O-R.com. That's projectfalcor.com. And he also is available, uh, Law Realm Studios on the Instagram. I think all your social media connects are up, right? They are. All right, well, I'll put that in the blog here. And on the podcast notes, show notes, and for people that want to drop by and, and say hi to him, do that. He, he has some very uh, interesting photos and uh, interesting content that he's trying to get out. So please, please check that out if you're looking for some inspiration to get on the open seas and whatnot. Um, other than that, that's a, that's a wrap. Uh, we are episode 10, done in the books, 10, 2.0, if you will. Um, the date is the 13th of January. So I think we're going to try to get this up today. Maybe, maybe it won't. We will see how this records, but I wanted to say thanks to my longtime friend, Al Miller. 
And thank you to the listener. We had a couple more donations and a couple different orders uh, over the last few days, which is super huge. This podcast, this project is funded 100% by you, the listener. So whether you're listening and subscribing and getting some social currency for you to chat with your friends with, or you're supporting by buying you know, some merchandise and the bands or the vinyl decals, it, it, it helps all the way. It, it doesn't matter what contribution you make. It's just a big, big way to help this project continue to grow. And it's truly appreciated. We will offer more show notes, news, and other updates in the upcoming blog and writing portion of the project. But again, thank you for you, listener. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We will be getting a lot better. We're going to be doing a lot more shows, hopefully one or two a week, and kind of designing this project how, however we want. But in the meantime, you can get the podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and soon to be Amazon. But all of that podcast information is available in the posts. So when you come to staycurious.org, it's real simple. Go to the podcast page, go to the bottom of the player, and you'll see all the ways to subscribe to this lovely, lovely, fun project that we're doing. So until next time, y'all, thank you for listening and stay curious.